Lord, I don't want to rush on ahead in my own strength when you're right here. Lord, I don't want to rush on ahead in my own strength when you're right here. I'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit. When it comes to your presence, when it comes to your voice, I'm learning to listen, just to rest in your nearness. I'm starting to notice you are speaking. Yeah. My dear brothers and sisters of Central Vineyard, there's likely some mixed experiences of lockdown amongst you. Some of you may love it as a temporary outpost from the busyness of normal life. Some of you may hate it as it means you can't do the things you love. We can't go to work or hug those close to our hearts. For many of us, this is a time of waiting. Waiting in the uncertainty for whatever comes next. Waiting for things to go back to the way they were waiting on the world to change, as John Mayer sings. But what value is there in waiting? Is there something to be learned in the not knowing? What if this is the perfect time for God to grow in us one facet of the fruit of the Spirit? Today, I write about patience. Maybe amidst much uncertainty, this is the last thing you want to hear today. But as with all fruit of the Spirit, Patience is not its own virtue. It is a manifestation of love. Patience is love long-suffering. It is love untiring, persevering through the storm and the flood. It is love going the long way. It's love waiting. Let's paint the picture of our current reality. Patience is love long-suffering while trying to work with the kids at home. It's being okay with continual interruptions because your heart is tuned to the spirit of peace. It looks like being a non-anxious presence in a meeting room that's wrecked by the uncertainty of doing business in a post-COVID world. Patience fleshed out is being in a situation of stress without getting wound up because you're resting in the knowledge that God is in control. And we're all pretty bad at that, aren't we? We live in an instant culture where we hate waiting. We hate standing in queues, we hate being on hold, we hate the traffic. We get annoyed when our Uber Eats takes more than 30 minutes to arrive. And we hate lockdown, waiting for our lives to restart again. For me, lockdown looks like living in an apartment with Ludwig, who's having Zoom calls for eight hours a day while I'm desperately trying to focus on the seven Excel spreadsheets in front of me with only a glass door to keep Ludwig's voice out. It's patiently waiting on my mind to heal from, from some recent mental health stuff and doing the work to get there. It looks like waiting on God for guidance on whether to change careers or not. It's a long-suffering 45 minutes in the queue every time I go to New World. I'm a mixed bag, probably like you, walking the frustrating, retransformative road to patience in both the weighty and ephemeral things of life. 
And in the rush of modern day living, we often live a reactive life rather than this intentional one. And impatience is one of the first symptoms of this. If you're anything like me, you might already be aware of this. Every time I lose my cool or get easily annoyed, I vow to be better next time. But I'm not. Like Paul says, the good I want to do, I do not do. And the more I try, the more frustrated I become that I don't actually show that much of the fruit of the Spirit in my everyday life. If I'm lucky, I make it through the weekend to 10 a.m. Monday morning when I'm painstakingly trying to explain something over a screen share on Teams. And away we go on the train of impatience. One of the very first things you notice if you're seriously trying to practice the Christian life is that willpower won't get you very far at all. It's no use getting into a frustrating situation and then trying really hard to be patient by clenching your fists and gritting your teeth. That's because the fruit of the Spirit are fruit. They're not virtues you work on. They're the harvest from abiding in the vine, from being with God. My simple word today is this. Waiting on God is the only way to become a person of patient love. But waiting on God is not the same as waiting for a Christmas present. God is not a cosmic Santa Claus. Often when we talk about waiting on God, we really mean we're waiting on Him to do what we want or to give us what we want. We're waiting on God for this house or that job. And please don't misunderstand me. God cares deeply about the things that we want and need. He's our provider and our shepherd. But getting what we want is not the purpose of a life following Jesus. The Christian life is one of knowing God intimately, that we would become one with Him. It's a life of being loved by God so that over time we become like Him and participate in His kingdom. Imagine you're waiting at a coffee shop for a friend and when they arrive, you ask them to pick up the tab and then you leave. What's the purpose of your friendship? To wait on the Lord is not to wait for his Christmas gifts or to leave as he arrives. It's to sit down with him, to treat him like you would a good friend, a lover. It's to wait on him for who he is, not for what he can do for you. There's a difference. Mother Teresa was once interviewed on prayer. It went something like this. The interviewer asked, you say that you pray all the time. What do you say to God, Mother Teresa? And she answers, I don't say anything. I listen. The interviewer says, well, then what does he say to you? And Mother Teresa says, he doesn't say anything. He listens. There was a fairly long pause, after which Mother Teresa said, and you know, if you can't understand that, I cannot explain it to you. Prayer does not always mean saying a lot of words. It can also mean to wait on God by simply listening. Waiting on God is slow work. A word on each. Firstly, it's slow. God is not in a hurry, and if we want to meet him, neither should we be. Perhaps the perfect illustration of waiting 
is the song by Will Regan. I'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit, when it comes to your presence, when it comes to your voice. I'm learning to listen, just to rest in your nearness. And I'm starting to notice you're speaking. But why so slow, God? In the book of Isaiah, God told Hosea to marry a prostitute. This was representative of Israel's relationship to God, running away to her other lovers time after time. Yet God kept waiting. And why ask Hosea to do this? It's one thing to understand this theoretically, but Hosea knew this practically. Day after day he woke up, not knowing whether his wife was with him or with another man. And he loved her. He learned day by day what it means for love to be long-suffering, to wait for his wife, to take her back again and again. Hosea understood through this hard life how God felt about Israel, how he grieved for her, how he loved her so deeply that he kept waiting for her. What a picture of God's love. He loved so deeply that he would wait a lifetime for us to run back to his arms. And was this a waste of Hosea's life? From our time poor, make every minute count mindset, absolutely. We're conditioned to believe that a day not in joy is a day wasted and that suffering has no purpose. But brothers and sisters, what if waiting has a purpose? Hosea's life of waiting taught him one of the greatest lessons of all, that love has a different pace. It's slow. It's long suffering. So how do we renovate our heart into one of patience? How do we rewire our easily provoked minds? Well, as our friend John Mark Comer would say, it's not about trying really hard. It's about training really hard. And this brings us to work. Waiting for God is slow work. Training for something takes mahi. Borrowing another metaphor from John Mark, can I run a marathon tomorrow? No. But if I follow a training plan, I start with one kilometre a day this week, up to two k's per day next week, take appropriate rest days, do my long runs in the weekend, do some strength training in between, and get my mental game right, in time, I will be able to run a marathon. When it comes to race day, while it will not be easy, I will be able to do it because I've trained for it. And over time, I will have become a person who can run a marathon. Waiting on God is to being patient, what training is to running a marathon. Absolutely essential. And over time, with training, we can become the kind of people who can learn the way of God's long-suffering patience. So, how do we train? Well, in order for us to start adopting this patient, long-suffering nature of God, we have to start by waiting on the Lord alone, abiding with Him, spending lots of slow time with Him, lounging around with Jesus, and faithfully showing up again and again. Practicing patience doesn't look like trying really hard to be patient. It looks like waiting on God over and over again. 
So therefore, make the practice of patience and waiting on God one of the top priorities in your life. Quiet time, silence and solitude, prayer. Show up to be with God and allow Him to transform your heart into His own. When you show up, He will show up. And over time, this becomes something you yearn for, to simply be with your Father, where you can say, my beloved is mine and I am his. Ronald Rollheiser says this about showing up, but the habit of prayer, the ritual, simple fidelity to the act, showing up to do it irrespective of feelings and mood can sustain prayer for a lifetime and reign in the roaming of the head and heart. And remember, this is slow work. True to God's own character, change will not happen immediately. Not in a week or even in a month. But over years of showing up day after day. God is a faithful farmer. He will prune your heart and cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in you. Until one day you will wake up, see those dirty dishes in the sink and be able to love the person behind the dishes. And you'll walk out the door, not seething with anger, but with a song in your heart. And what a better time to practice this than in the forced slowing of life in lockdown. What will it look like for you to practice waiting on the Lord? How can you add this rhythm to the formless days of lockdown? With constant news alert driving our underlying anxieties higher and keeping us on edge, priming a reactive spirit in us, what if we resist the call of COVID to fear and instead we wait? What if instead we trust in the Lord to show up? We switch off our devices, even just for an hour, and we be still with God. I do this with a coffee and a journal before work every day. I wait on the Lord. Sometimes there's a psalm involved, sometimes just quiet. But I start every day with, here I am, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. And then I just wait. Palms up. What does this look like for you? Maybe you can do the prayer of examine before bed. Maybe you find some quiet before the kids wake up or after they go to sleep. Maybe you take a prayer walk at lunchtime. Where can you find space to simply wait on the Lord for who He is? This week, may you start a habit of finding a place of quiet in the chaos. May you be still before the Lord and wait on Him. May you know that God's time is not our time and that He holds your life in His hand. And I pray that you may know rest for your soul and surrender, where nothing can shake you, where your own waiting on the Lord rewires your heart to patient loving and long-suffering kindness like His. May you be with and become like.
I wanna see through your eyes. I wanna see through your eyes. 